Well, that was uh, that's the end of that one. Uh, join us next week for more banter behind the throne and potentially a craven. <laughs> There's what? our opening quote. <laughs> <laughs> Windows Ted has fucked us royally. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. With an opposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Showtime. Uh, right, welcome everyone. It's episode eight, Banter Behind the Throne. I'm back in charge, so we're going to be on point with no messing about. I'm Lord Craven. I'm joined by Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Yeah, we're all here and we're all online. So, right, we are going to be talking about tonight uh, the Baratheon cards that we like and don't like from 2.0, then the Targaryen cards. Uh, same thing. We've got a new chapter pack to talk about, the King's Peace. And uh, then we go on to cards beginning with H. Um, so, yeah, another quite trim schedule. Um, but that gives us plenty more time to talk bollocks. Um, so, I think it would be only fair to mention the weekend we had first, guys, don't you think? What a fantastic we jolly, weekend it was. We had a jolly good time, didn't we, in my, at there my was home? A, there was a dance floor. Um... Just old lads, I got a dance floor. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I well, I say dance floor. It was two bits of like wood, just basically <laughs> duct taped to my floor. But yeah, you, um... you did missell that dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but no, I think we did quite well. We played a bit of beer pong. Um, Peel, you got to play with my kitten quite a lot, and that's not a euphemism. Yeah, no, uh, he kept me company for all evening. Well, he took your mo upstairs for ten minutes, didn't he? <laughs> Yes, he did. He did yes. go upstairs with my mum almost immediately <laughs> upon getting into my house. was straight upstairs with my mum. I work fast. Yeah. What, what a guy. Um, <laughs> so, so apart from that, uh, it was a good weekend. We didn't play any Thrones, though, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, we, we had I best... had my cards, but then we went home. I was yeah, thinking about it on the Sunday morning, if I'm honest. I was thinking, oh, a good game of Thrones would be quite nice now. But then I realised I had a hangover and there was food. Yeah, we got drowned in bacon and eggs, didn't we? Yeah, it's like yeah. I thought that was all the food, and then suddenly there was another plate of food. There was so much. It's it like amazing. five courses for breakfast. <laughs> hey. Two courses of bacon and three courses of sausages. <laughs> you don't mess around down there. You're just like, right, we need sausages and bacon. Put them all on the plates. Get them this out is of it, guys. I live, I live like a hobbit. <laughs> My wife oh, is very good. Second breakfast. Yeah. And in between, we can play thrones. <laughs> You know it. Um, okay, so let's move on then, shall we? Well, I was just going to say, that, get, that goes to show how awesome this community is. That now we know each other, we just hang out and we don't even play cards. That's a very, just very friends. good point. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? That's so yeah. lovely, Dave. And Bambi came down as well. He did. Well, yeah, Bambi came moment. down. <laughs> yeah, appeared on my doorstep with a couple of beers in his hand. What a lad. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I played right. with the lightsaber. Sorry. Um, oh, the lightsaber. Just gotta, I've just got to throw that in there, uh, lol. Lol has uh, two amazing lightsabers. 
if you're ever in the South End area, please stop by and challenge for a duel. They're fantastic. Yeah. He also Everyone's has welcome. Adderall. And there's all sorts of geek squag there. I was there's, there's some nunchucks upstairs, Dave. <laughs> well, I missed the nunchucks. Fully stumbled across some nunchucks at one point and was twirling them around. Uh, how, about, how about one o'clock in the morning, you walked out of the uh, house, lol, with two samurai swords. And then, I don't know what happened to them afterwards. I, I assume your wife told you to put them away because they weren't around for long. <laughs> well, um, that's too far. Yeah, you were showing me the samurai swords and how to cut with them. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't even remember doing that. Um, you were actually just showing me all this swag. Just like, look at all this swag. And then you brought I, down I, the sword and rammed it into the grass. Oh, that's how it ended up in the garden. Because I was just, just jammed in there for a minute. Okay, well, that's, that explains one little mystery. I remember playing with the sword. <clears throat> I remember almost hitting Bambi with the sword many times, which I should probably apologise for, Bambi. I wasn't doing it on purpose. I was no, very no, drunk. When everyone's drunk and swords are out, everyone knows what they're getting into. <laughs> yeah, there was a risk there. A risk we all knew, you all knew you was taking stepping into my house. <laughs> <laughs> But I do wonder, do you keep that Game of Thrones regional championship trophy there all the time? Or is it just yes. when I come round? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, look what I no. got, Dave. You didn't win this, did you? No, it's you always there. <laughs> yeah, look what I won with a deck you made me take. <laughs> it could have been yours. It could have um, been. No, that is always there. Um, it's actually in a more prideful place than my degree. <laughs> so take from that what <laughs> of you will. Course. I don't have a regional trophy, but I do have the same degree as you. Yep. So, there you go. There's something in that, see? Not counting my we... master's degree, of course. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just, just drop that one in there, Dave. Oh, not going oh. Yeah. The master's? Oh, have you yeah. got one of those? No. <laughs> in, in sort of, just to briefly defend my ego, I could have done a master's. <laughs> but... I, but I uh, realised I was only doing it to play American football, and that was probably stupid. Because uh, if I break my leg in the first game, that's a lot of money spent to do practically fuck all. Yeah, yeah. Which I ended up doing um, with his new laptop. I've spent a lot of money to do fuck all. Thank you, Windows 10. Um, but let's not get started on that, because I'm very bitter. Um, <laughs> so, should we talk about Brathian then? I guess we should. At some point, we have to talk about Thrones. We have to talk about Thrones. So, Baratheon, guys. Um, I think we lo- I like the way we did it last week, where we just kept it pretty pretty loose. So, um, uh, Peel, we'll start with you this time. Have you Baratheon, had time eh? to look at the cards? Well, I'm having a quick look at them now, actually, as you should mention it. There's a few that are all right, as far as I can... Light- Lightbringer, obviously, is the same as it always has been, pretty no, much. It's, just... it's similar, Dave. No, it's completely different. It's got the same art. Well, and oh, it's, right. it's too cost again. It is too Yeah, yeah. Other than that, though, it's almost entirely different. <laughs> I changed my answer entirely. It is entirely different. No, obviously, Melisandre is pretty good-ish. I assume everyone's Relor in the core deck, pretty much. Um, there are... They've kind of gone a bit Neely. As there's in... a non-unique character. There's Melisandre herself, Selyse. Yeah. Uh, the Scene in Flames event. Is... So that, at the moment, is going to be quite nice. It's going to be quite a useful little card. And they seem to have gone a little bit Lannister, which is a little bit odd. But fair enough. Just yeah. with her. Someone pointed out that uh, its yellow cards have Neil. Really? Like Baratheon in 2.0, Lannister in 1st edition, uh, Hastur in Cthulhu. 
uh, okay. drive things insane, which is like double kneeling. Um, and yeah, and smugglers in Star Wars have quite a lot of tactics icons, which is a bit like kneeling. Well, even Robert Baratheon's just kind of like uh, gets plus one for each kneeling character in play. Just what? <laughs> so I'm yeah, guessing Robert, they, Robert is they've just gone kneeling. Beast. Robert is a monster. Um, but it can't be underestimated just quite how good that is, that ability. Mm. Um, and it's not just in terms of like, oh yeah, you need a few guys to make him strong when you go into challenges. Like, it's such a head fuck playing against this fella because if he stays standing and you're kneeling X amount of characters to try and get past him, then yeah, he's it's, gonna it's, hit you back harder. It's kind of like melee but better. Yeah, you like, know, <laughs> like melee it's always on. It's very, very good. It's good. I like it. Yeah. But he he's my call for probably the strongest card in, in the, the, the faction at this point. Yeah. Um, someone on CardGameDB, there was a, a front page article about this saying that um, Barrett are probably the worst faction. I, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't disagree more. I mean, not to poo-poo someone for having an opinion. I mean, everyone's got opinions. That's fine. Um, and, you know, the guy's stated his case quite well and all that but I just don't agree <laughs> at all um, as, as a banner faction probably one of the ones for the Neil alone um, it's my go-to banner faction at the moment um, and Fealty probably not the best house for Fealty really but certainly not bad and certainly not weak I think the Fealty deck's pretty good simply like because you, you run all the Neil in multiples so you're going to see it you run multiple yeah. copies of Stannis, you're going to see him. Uh, the Red Keep's yeah. loyal. And yeah. the Red Keep is my favourite card in the core set. Um, Most aggressive awesome, cannot be underestimated. It's, it's draw, and it's got lots of text. But it's got lots of text that is good, which yeah. uh, we'll come on to later. Yeah, but I think pretty much every single Baratheon card I like, which you can't say about the other ones. Yeah, the only ones I'm not that fussed about. I don't really... I'm not massively fussed about the Chamber of the Panker table. See, I like that. It, I, I like preferred. it, but it requires a lot of other things to work before it goes off. Well, you need to win dominance, which isn't that difficult in the Neil house. True. And it synergizes with the Iron Throne. You the want Iron to run that, Throne. Which gives you reserve, which goes well in the Neil house. Yeah. Um, but by me saying that, of course, it's the one I don't like, you know the most yeah it's still a pretty good card so it does kind of suggest where Barrett is in the yeah. greatest game of things the only one I don't really like is King's Hunting Party but that's going to get considerably better when there are actually some other Kings yeah and of like, course in two um, cycles from now that's going to be much much more playable and I'll be a fan with it then it's just in the yeah. core set it's not that good um, and I think we can probably take a lot from first edition Thrones by looking at this and saying it's a, it's a high strength army which can't take attachments. Yes. I don't think that's ever not going to be a good thing. Mm. Um, the art's good. The art is good, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Consolidation of Power. That's an interesting card, isn't it? It's oh, Harry the Riverland yeah. combined with You Killed the Wrong Dwarf, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Really. You can still um, consolidate your own power and win the game off this, can't you? Potentially. Yeah, if you if you need to, which is cool. That's the best free. part about yeah. uh, you killed the wrong dwarf. 
free out of field here as well if you need it to be. Yeah, which is important. Are there any yeah. other loyal? Are the other events loyal? Uh, Owls of the Fury is loyal, but it's only it's a two cost, obviously. Yeah, but one cost with fealty makes it a lot more playable. It does. Seen in Flames isn't loyal, but Seen in Flames is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially in challenges. Yeah, well, it's basically a shitter confession. And it confession is a shitter confession. Awesome if you're running the holy support, and obviously you yeah. are if you're running this. So now and it I have Melisandre. It does trigger Melisandre, yeah. Um, I've also used it um, to set up my own super heads-on spikes before. Right. It's, well, because you're seeing their hand, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So if you do it at the end of challenges, potentially, yeah, you're discard. seeing their hand, um, you can discard something from them. And then you know what they've got going into your heads-on spikes. It does make it far more likely you're going to trigger it, rather than just shooting into a seven-card hand on the setup and hoping to hit something big. You can nail something, you know, but, quite. Or, or no, it's not worth doing. I thought you were good at this game and wouldn't have to play such crutches as uh, <laughs> heads on spikes. Hey man, everyone likes to play easy mode once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, so that we we kind of a thing then. Barra, pretty good, yeah. Big fan. Mm, yeah. Neely. Uh, Barra is the house I'm most excited to play straight out of the core set. They're um, gonna be I very annoying. Might not shock you that much because. I always like playing Barra. Stannis is my favourite character. And I do like to play Lannister when uh, Waffle hasn't got his dirty little mitts on the put on the hand. Paul's hands cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Words defeat me. I've got a throbbing headache today. Oh, uh, I think I've been playing Metal Gear Solid too hard this evening. Have you been uh, smashing it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. When, I like playing Lannister as well. So I really want to play Barra. Out of core too. I think Stannis is going to cause some serious tears before bedtime. <laughs> yes, he is. And you can see it in his eyes as well. Stop it. Each Stop player playing. cannot stand more than two characters during the standing phase. That horrible. is ridiculous. It's horrible. Now, he's loyal, right? Yeah. How much of a self-standy stuff in Stark isn't loyal? Uh, Rob Stark is loyal. Ah, oh, bollocks, that's a shame. <laughs> but he only stands Stark characters anyway. That's, so that's no biggie. not necessarily an issue. Uh, what other stand is there in Stark? Sansa? No, she doesn't stand. She synergizes from being stood. She's <laughs> terrible yeah, synergy. With, yeah, uh, that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, Eddard. Eddard works loyal. well Eddard stands himself. Yep. Uh, and Vanguard of the North doesn't kneel. Okay. So Eddard and Vanguard of the North. Hmm. The, the oh, that non-unique Rylor character for stands when you uh, win dominance, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can well, stand, run... no, it just stands at the start of dominance. It doesn't yeah. have to win. Fiery followers, there we go. So that's pretty good. That, that's nice. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Magister Illyrio, out of Targ, he's not loyal. Pay to God to stand a character. He might be a better shout. Oh, well, yeah, that's a definitely good shout. And uh, seal, Hand of the King or Seal of the Hand or whatever it is, the attachment to stand people. Yep. And uh, yeah, that... Lightbringer stands Stannis. So there's quite a lot of... And the plot, power behind the throne. Yes. Plenty of ways you can Lots abuse stand. this. Standy, yeah. standy. Big fan. I like stand. I like abuse. Stan the man. So, Targaryen, should we have a look at those? Yeah. 
let's all switch. Here we go. Right, I haven't really looked a lot at Targ, um, but I must say I remain unconvinced about the whole dragons and Stormborn characters thing. I like tower decks. I like playing Hyper Viper. I like playing the Hyperbaric Chamber. But um, this doesn't enthuse me because it relies on other characters. Mm. Yes. Which just means that you're vulnerable to resets or claim or anything. Especially when the characters are like two, three cost characters that you might just chuck to claim. And you don't want to keep past the wildfire. So no, I don't like that. It. But it is strong. Like Daenerys so, is strong. Dracarys is strong. Very. So. Dracarys is very strong. Uh, my, my concern with the whole power of a Stormborn thing is to get everything firing on all cylinders, everything you want in place, you need the three dragons yeah. and Danny. So something's going to have to go to wildfire, and wildfire is in every deck. There is fire and blood to shuffle your uh, dead characters back into your deck or put the hatchling into play from your dead pile. Choose a unique Targaryen character in your dead pile and shuffle it back into your deck. If that character has a hatchling, you may put it into play instead. And it's a loyal one-cost event. So in Targ Fealty, Oh, that's why I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm going to... I'm in a deck builder here, and um, I originally started a Brathian deck, so I'm seeing all the non-loyal tar cards. Yep. Let me, uh, I made that mistake last week. Let me sort myself out here. Okay, well, that, yeah, that takes the edge off of it a little bit, but I still think it's... Uh, oh, hello. Could be better in that regard. Yeah, I agree. Um, Quite easy to disrupt. Targaryen don't really excite me that much. They don't. Like, they've got a lot of solid stuff. The combos are decent. And and apparently they're very good, but nothing is particularly. Oh, I really want to play with that card. I looked through for my favourite card, and I found Sajora Mormont. Sajora Mormont. But <laughs> when he's the most exciting card, that's quite boring. Like he's he is very exciting, though. He is very exciting. Yeah, Cal Drogo is pretty good. Yes. Um, kind of find it odd that he's loyal in a way. Because thematically speaking, he he sort of joins a Targaryen cause, doesn't he? But he's very much the definition of non-loyal before that. But would I, I be, bet a minor gripe. Would he be too much played out of certain other factions? Is that why? Would he be too Almost much played certainly. out of Greyjoy or Stark? Um, and I mean, you can play Jamie with him at the moment, but it has to be out of Targaryen. So. Yeah, that would be quite busted. I assume that's the why. I assume it's a balance reason rather than a thematic reason. Yeah. Because it would have been nice right. to have non-loyal Dothraki so you can take a Dothraki module. Like, you can take yeah. the Relore cards out of Barra. You could take all the Dothraki cards out of Targ and play, like, essentially, like, Lannister Conquest 2, or Lannister Banter 2 Dothraki. Yes. Then, uh... Ban- Banter of the Dragon. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, then that would be a lot more fun, I would think. Uh, but yeah. it's fine. Um, one very good interaction I've seen is, um, we've mentioned him already actually, is uh, Illyrio um, in Lannister. Because um, obviously Tyrion generates gold when intrigue challenges are declared. Yeah. So you should have a nice uh, ticking up of money with Illyrio to keep standing people, which is um, always good. Well, it's limit once per phase, but yeah. Um, Viserys, still a bit of an attachment killer. Little claim soak, he's going to be useful. The thing I like most about Vis- uh, Viserys is that 
he and Waking the Dragon are almost exactly the same art. It's just him looking angry and like coming towards the camera, as it were. And it's the same guy who did it. So oh, yeah. It's just like, draw Viserys doing things, walking forward angrily. He's like, all right. And then reverse it and change the background. All right. I can do that. <laughs> yes, now, boss. I assume he's done other art in the core set, but I don't know. I yeah, hope he's looking angry. He's in every picture somewhere <laughs> the, in the background. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing the dragon's age as the uh, packs come out, seeing what um, bigger dragons get together. Because you imagine it's going to, hopefully their effects are going to scale with their price and strength. Or they just, the other dragons won't boost Daenerys. You play them more for themselves, like you would in a, well, the other ones all have synergy together in the first edition. But if you could play the dragons individually without Daenerys, then I'd like, I'd prefer that. Okay, so Uh, you think maybe this sort of making Daenerys a focal point might just be a sort of corset theme? I think so. Rather than... Uh, that's why they've put Stormborn rather than Daenerys because now they can not print. They can print a Daenerys without Stormborn, and she won't get the boosts from the dragons. I did notice that actually. Yeah. I wonder who else they're going to potentially look to uh, buff with those. And is it always going to be Danny? Maybe. Um, they've announced that there will be a limit one per deck Targaryen attachment in one of the forthcoming chapter packs, and right. people have speculated that that could be something that grants Stormborn which I'm not Could a massive be. fan of. Uh, but this whole thing does imply that trait manipulation won't be as common as it was in 1st edition. I can't say I'm sad about that, as much as I've enjoyed doing it in the past. It's, it's probably for the best. <laughs> it, it is probably for the best, yeah. Oh, so that means no uh, Copper Link, Tin Link, whatever, uh, shenanigans. Copper Link, yeah. Shame. Copper Link's Shame, fun. really. It is, oh, God, it is, isn't it? Look at Illyria's estate, though. What a gaff. <laughs> He's got a lovely house, Olirio. Oh Jesus, he does, doesn't he? Look, uh, actually, there's—is that a fountain in the middle? Do you reckon? Yes. He's obviously a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, that looks suspiciously like young Griff to me. <laughs> well, I uh, looked into all this last week, actually. Yeah. After our discussion, um, I spent—I went on a about a five-hour Reddit dive um, at work. Um, <laughs> Briefly coming up for air to text you to tell you what I found, and then went back under. Um, and I immediately gave up any any thoughts of creating my own theory because there's nothing as bananas. I couldn't make up anything as crazy as what's already out there. Yeah. Um, the the Merman theory or Merlin, I think they they're calling it, it is, is quite in depth. Um. And isn't altogether unconvincing in certain lights. I mean, it is nonsense, but um, <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, the Roose Bolton theory was, was fantastic reading. Um, very briefly, they mentioned him being a vampire, but the rest of the time, a lot of it was more concerned with the fact that he can, like, like flayed skins and stuff. He can almost, like, absorb them. So he's, like, yeah. put them over himself and becomes that person, um, suggesting he, he is sort of practically immortal but not in sort of vampiric terms um it was just fantastic but the best one i read and this one was was wasn't really daft it's just very very good um there's a thing called the great northern conspiracy now, have you heard of this i have yeah have you read the entire yeah. thing because it goes i did i read whatever. i read all all <laughs> i think seven essays i read um and the, the initial sort of um, crux of it isn't anything which I don't 
think anyone's going to find too hard to get their head around. It just basically states that all the northern lords who are left after like um, the Boltons take Winterfell aren't really loyal to Roose and are just waiting to get back to him. I mean, so far, so obvious. And I yeah. think that's really hard to get your head around. It's, it's pretty bloody clear in certain chapters. People like Wyman Manderley and stuff don't like him and just put up with him. But um, the rest of it goes into detail about Rob gave directions that John was to be named his heir should something happen to him. Um, and he states this in front of Catelyn and then there's like a meeting of generals and that sort of stuff sometime afterwards where it's kind of assumed that Rob put this out as a sort of missive and said this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, doing so because he was under the impression that Bran and Rickon were both dead, Arya was likely dead and Sansa was married to Tyrion and there's no way that he's going to name her heir because he's under the impression that the moment he did, she get bumped off, Tyrion becomes, you know, um, Warden of the North. See you later. Yep. So um, there's this big conspiracy where people are are secretly working to basically bring John into the fold, legitimised under Rob's rule, and crown, well, yeah, basically crown John King of the North and rise up behind him which is bloody brilliant and it makes a lot of sense and there's a great deal of evidence for it. So if you have a spare seven hours, um, by all means, go and find it. There's, it's all over the place. It's a great normal conspiracy. I think the Tumblr site is the main one for it. But, um, yeah, it is yeah, on a blog, isn't it? Yeah, definitely worth a read. It's really, really good. Um, and I, I fully uh, endorse it. I think it's probably legit. <laughs> the, uh, oh, yeah, as you say, like the general theory is pretty legit. Um, yeah. I gathered that that's what Rob was doing from reading it. Like I, I read that as, yes, I'm going to do it as John. Um, I can't yeah. remember how obvious it is in the text. Well, the but, act of doing it went over my head. I mean, right. I, there's a pretty explicit conversation with him and Catelyn, but I, I, you never see him actually sort of no. do it and dispatch people to do so. But um, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that in the background he, he has done that. Yeah. And of course, with John being dead now, and likely, oh, spoilers, um, likely <laughs> resurrected by uh, Melisandre, which is obviously going to happen, um, yeah. he's technically released from his Night's Watch vows, is he not? That's what I thought, yeah. Because. Um, Till his death. Yeah. So if he's died and been brought back to life, free to go. <laughs> see ya. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> see ya, Night's Watch. Um, <laughs> Basically, if I was a solicitor in Westeros, I would be arguing that he can be released from his contract without any penalty. <laughs> but he's still got no competition rule, so uh, he can't go to work for the White Walkers for at least five years. <laughs> exactly, yeah, he's got to give back his severance money. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's conspiracies. We've yeah. uh, slipped off, off track, but, but if, if you we're done with Targ. Yeah. If you haven't read about uh, young Griff being a Blackfire, that's worth reading. That one's, I think that's plausible. Yeah. Oh, there was another ridiculous one. No, I think that one's plausible. I think that's the thing. I want it to be a thing. Oh, no, what, but yeah, I, no, sorry. I'd say, when I was saying ridiculous, I meant, well, that's I'm re- referencing Merlings and Vampire Boltons and stuff again. Yeah. Um, but Mance Raider is, um, oh, there was one that's saying he's um, Rhaegar Targaryen. <laughs> Not Rhaegar Targaryen. Um, oh, I can't remember. One of them. Um, and another one saying that he was Arthur Dane or something stupid. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but Mance Raider is one of those people who, like Euron, seem to be given alternate IDs left, right, and centre, just to prop up theories. Um, is Mance so, yeah. Vengeance? Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> it wasn't Mance. It was Corin Halfhand was Arthur Dane. Okay. And he lost half his hand while uh, fighting Eddard? Possibly, yeah. Bitten off by, um, what's his face? Reed. Alan, Alan Reed. Reed. Yeah, when he when he wogged into a chinchilla or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wogged into Arthur Dane so that uh, Eddard could his own hand. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have done that. Should have written that as a theory. That's a good one. Well, the wogged into Arthur Dane's already a theory. Oh, bollocks. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you combine the two. <laughs> I give up. Okay. Right. So there's Targaryen. Um, we're decidedly unimpressed with Targaryen. Think they're okay. Pretty meh about the whole thing. Fine, but they just look boring. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. There's plenty there to get the job done. They're not crap, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't. it's not very exciting, is it? So there we go. Okay, well, in, in actual exciting news then, we've got the King's Peace to talk about, haven't we? This is exciting. So, for anyone who missed this, um, the King's Peace is uh, the third pack in the first cycle. It seems a bit odd talking about the third pack in the first cycle. We haven't even got our bloody hands on the corset yet, but God bless FFG. Yeah. Um, so, what can we get from this, guys? Um, so, I'm looking at the uh, the five card splash now. I'm doing my very best not to get excited, so I'm going to keep it to the end. <laughs> it's the fifth card. So this is this is rattle through the rest of them. Um, Moonboy. Yes, he's good. So reaction after you lose a challenge in which Moonboy is participating, discard one card from your hand. Yes, but that sounds rest, terrible, Dave. No, the rest of him was spoilt in another article. He is the rest of him. Strength, only about... No, two strength power icon with insight. So if you win oh. a challenge, you draw a card. Oh, okay. And two cost insight is good. Okay, yeah, that definitely saves things. Yeah. Yeah. So he is very playable. Oh, that's the other thing. Um, not Moonboy. Who's the Baratheon? Uh, is it Patchface? Patch the one face. that goes. But he sort of drowned nearly. Yeah, he's a Merlin. <laughs> he's a Merlin. Yeah, he's seen things down there. Apparently, that's why he's crazy. He's seen the Merlin. That's why he rambles on about stuff. Yeah, I knew there was something else. It's a load of bollocks. Yeah. Okay, so that is good. Yeah, two two cost insight. Lovely. All right. And he's a fool. Yeah, hopefully there's more full synergy. Whatever that is. Exciting, that's what it is. Yeah, I like it when they use traits. Traits are fun. What do you think to Moonboy? Moonboy? Discard a card. Right. But draw a card. Well, if you win a challenge, you draw a card. If you lose a challenge, you discard a card. That's all right. Yeah. Two yeah. cost, two strength power icon. Yeah, but it means you can just get rid of the ship. Which well, you're going to have. I'm back. Hello. Oh, is it random? Yeah. Well, you just don't use them when you're going to lose a challenge. True. Oh, yes, obviously. So you just draw, basically. Draw when you, you win just... a challenge with him. Right. Okay, that makes more as sense. As long yeah. as you know you're going to win the challenge. So just good attack game. and just go, way there you go. Yeah. And it's power, which is the uh, the strongest one for Barra. Strongest mm. challenge. And uh, he's got plus two strength from the Red Keep. Even if he's on his own, so. And you wait till the naval icons come in. Way. Yeah. I'll be just be fun. Okay, Craven, take us away with the next card. 
I was talking to myself for ages before I realised I'd cut off. So I'd already started talking about wolf dreams. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I caught the tail end of that of Moonboy. Very good. Um, right. Wolf dreams. So, near your faction card. To search your deck for a die wolf card, reveal it and add it to your hand. Shuffle your deck. Can't complain about that. I like it. Cards that replace themselves with not much cost. Yep. Good. All free. Um, it helps. Like, there is die wolf synergy you actually want in 2.0 because you want yeah. die wolves for like warm rain. So. Oh, yes, you do. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, this is much more playable than Wolf Dreams was in first edition, I think. Mm. And. Um, but Wolf's Dreams was apparently playable in first edition because James played it against me in Manchester. So yeah, it does pop up, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. searching. Yeah, Dire Wolves. Okay, so after uh, Wolf's Dreams, we've got two one cost. Looks like attachments to me. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what we do. Well, one what? of them. It's got ambush two. Yeah, that's Ooh. a Night's Watch weapon, so that's exciting. Yeah. And the other one, opponent's character something. Attached character, so it's an anti. It's a negative attachment, and it doesn't look like it's got terminal. I tell you what, I think that is. Which is good. I think that's the broken spear. Which one's the broken spear? He said. Opponent's character loses an icon. Attached character gains the icon. Uh oh, maybe. Well, no, I think but the it doesn't say spear choose. Was, I think the, the broken spear was the opponent's <laughs> character. You attach it to a character, and then they can either gain a um an icon or lose an icon. I oh, think yeah. that's what it used to do. So I think opponent's character loses something. Yeah. Attached character gains that. But the problem is, it doesn't have a trigger to choose which opponent's character. Well, it's an attachment. Yeah. But you, if you put it on your own character to gain an icon, how do you choose the opponent's character? Oh, yeah. True. But I think it... it, it yeah, it's quite likely something to do with icons. I hope it's something to do with icons. An attachment yeah, which nice. gives, well, takes away icons. It's a nice mirror to the corset stuff that gives icons. Everyone's running little birds in like Greyjoy and stuff, so taking away icons is fun. Need an answer. And it's not terminal. So if you kill the character who loses an icon, pops back to hand. That's probably opponent's character only. Yeah, possibly. Which stops you putting it on your own characters in setup. Yeah. So, well, assuming that is an icon, it, it's a negative attachment. Yeah, we're speculating now, aren't we? Yeah. I don't know. It could be anything. So, enough of those bollocks attachments. Let's talk about the best card in the pack. Newly made Lord. There he is. Way. Um, <laughs> a bit more. But I can just make out the word Lord and then the word cost free. So, it's obviously exactly the same because it's a champ card, isn't it? It is. So, yes. We've had the reader and newly made Lord. My Greyjoy No Agenda deck is building itself. <laughs> the question... Oh, he's not He's not loyal. That's crazy. He's not now? What? He's not play loyal. Him? <gasps> play him in any, well, you could play him in any house before. He was Reese's favourite five-cost event. <laughs> <laughs> he reads... You're damn right. <laughs> Marshalling, discard a non-limited attachment uh, location of cost three or lower from play. Then, attach the newly made Lord of the Red Viper as a duplicate. Cost five. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, brilliant. He's back. Thank God for that. It's such a good card. It really is so good. It is. Four gold, still playable. Easily. Yeah, well, with more money nowadays as well. Say, well I've, I've paid five gold for it before. So, yep. 
Do you think it's going to be a reaction now rather than a passive? Um, I think it probably will be. I think it probably should be. To be honest, it's so powerful. Mm. Um, it may need to stop. Because that will single-handedly <clears throat> destroy a lot. I mean, this massive free-cost attachments that are knocking about, uh, free-cost locations, if everyone's got one, it would be a bit harsh, wouldn't it, if you couldn't stop a four-cost card, which is also a power-up, sort of like on wielding character, just destroying it, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, because they want be us to hard. play these, like, draw locations. They do want us to play them, and that, that stops it. Yeah, um, is the wall four-cost or three-cost? I didn't know if we've actually seen any four-cost locations. Uh, I don't know. I, I know the first edition one. First edition one was. Because I was trying desperately to dig for a new way to against uh, Matt at Blackwater, and then I realised it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Can't do anything about it anyway. Um, it's four-cost. Oh, there you go. Well, that's all right. That makes sense, doesn't it, thematically? You can't yeah. have one bloke being elevated to um, lordship. Um, uh, but he can blow up the Red Keep. Of course he can. Tard, or, yeah, the Manda. And I was thinking about this the other day. Um, the, the theme in this now is so good because, think about it, Euron made a lot of newly made lords, didn't he, after the Battle for the Shield Islands? He did. So they all took a location. But really, they were Eurons, weren't they? So this guy knocks them out. Euron picks them up from the discard pile. It all really belongs to Euron. I love That's it. True. Also thematic with Battle of the Shield Islands. The epic yes. battle from First Ed. Yeah, unless it came back and bit you on the arse like it did to Rowan. Every single time he played it. Or didn't play it. So um, if we dig a little bit further into the uh, article on FFG's site, We've got a couple of cards spoiled in the actual text. So, uh, first one here is a Tawny for the King. Uh, a plot. Each knight character you control gains renown and immune to opponent's events. Ooh. Get the fuck out. That is so good. <laughs> yeah. 3816 Summer as well, of course. 381, exactly. So, I can't bloody blockade it. No. Each knight gains renown and immune to events. Are you insane? It's good. It's very you playable. Can this, you can put this in twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes you Get your heads on spikes out, guys. You're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, that's incredibly insane. playable. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm hoping they'll bring back Knights of the Realm as an agenda. I'm oh, hoping they'll bring back Valor. Yes, well, yeah. yeah. You're going to need it if all the knights gain. Straight around. away. Um... Oh. Especially. As the next card is Hedge Knight. Yes. Which is a knight. Yes. And while yes. you control another knight, it gains plus one strength and a power icon. It's already got a military icon, so he's pretty efficient. And he's got the old Jousting Steed art, which is yeah. lovely to see. It's much better than the Hedge Knight art. Yeah, Hedge Knight art is poor. Yeah. Very poor. And obviously, Jousting Steed never saw play because it was obviously the way they tested Joust, wasn't it? Before they made it a keyword, so no fucker ever used it. Yeah. Um, finally, what else we got? We got Sir Alistair Fawn. Yeah. Looks like a very, very old Jon Snow. Oh, he does. Look him... Yeah. That's why he's so jealous of young Jon Snow. Yeah, maybe it's him. Jon's gone back in time. Mm. Forward in time. Who knows? Time traveling Jon Snow. Back <laughs> to train himself and his friends. I like yeah. it. Bit of tough love. 
maybe that's after he's become king. He thinks I need to I need to die at the wall again. Maybe he finds a dragon who's able to teleport him back in time at another level. Why a dragon peel? Yes. Why are you making this so ridiculous? Yeah, well, he you just know, turned it into a fast peel. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's already a king. Let's go a bit further. You know, he's a little pop-up pirate, though, isn't he? Look, after you, after a minute challenge is initiated against you, kneel your faction card and pay four to put Sir Alistair Fawn into play from your hand. We like that. We like pop-ups. We do. He's good. And <laughs> while you're defending. All your Night's Watch characters gain military icons, so... I don't know if you actually heard that in your um, earphones. What? But when you play with back, who just sneezed or coughed? I coughed. It sounded just like someone getting shot in the head with a silencer. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I hope, that, I hope that comes out and sound like that on the actual recording, because that was brilliant. Good. It sounded like someone walked in the room and just, like, clipped you. <laughs> It's all that Metal Gear Solid I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, <you're> sneezing <laughs> like silenced pistols. <laughs> okay, so it's a yeah, good little um, good little preview article. There's one more card. Starting stuff. Is there? You missed the agenda. The agenda. The agenda. Oh yeah, the agenda. The Lord of the Crossing, and it's House Frey. Come on, House Frey. Ugh. Yeah, this is a bit of a crazy one, isn't it? During the first challenge, each phase, each of your participating characters gets minus one strength. Pretty shit, but there's more. During the third challenge, <laughs> in each phase, each of your characters gets plus two strength. And if you win this challenge, gain one power for your faction. Oh, would you play See, it now? Would you play would it in first edition? Um, probably not. Why? Because there's loads of good no agenda tech, which I'd rather play. Or any of the other, or any of the other agendas, or you know, if I'm going to be making three challenges, without a doubt, I'm probably playing something with renown, like the Viper. So, are you saying it's good in second edition just for the absence of other agendas? Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'll play it in first edition. Um, ironically, I think it goes quite well with Stark. Right. Just because the Stark have got a bit more standing tech to sort of really capitalise on the free um, challenges thing. They're very light on intrigue challenges, though. Yeah, it's that's a weak one you start off with. You think, well, fuck it, I'll give it up. Or you, uh, you get the plus two using, strength to the end. Yeah, you use your minute challenges, your minus one strength, because you are um, kind of stronger. But what I meant mm. is that the fact that they just don't have many intrigue icons, you may not have, you the may option. not be able to make three challenges. Well, this is the other thing, of course, isn't it? It's quite easy to fuck this agenda up. Um, if you've got a decent amount of removal or your opponent is seeing a bad draw um, or just isn't a very good deck builder, this agenda could end up just doing absolutely nothing. Yep. Or well, worse than nothing, actually, because the first challenge happens no matter what. Yep. So if you're in a position to set off two, not great. Um, I like it in Barra. So if you throw the power challenge first, then you... Uh... You get the extra strength from Red Keep. The Red Keep. So yeah, it's kind of counteracts good call. it. Yeah. Uh, it's playable in Thingy as well. Tyrell, because they've got a bit of strength boost. Very playable in Greyjoy, because the stealth, you can pretty much pick the challenge you want to have the lesser one on and just stealth out the defenders. Yeah. And uh, in Martell, you get, there's lots of, uh, you want to win by lots of power, don't you? Lots of strength. Yeah. Oh, of course. So actually, what we're saying is it works for everybody. A masterpiece of design. Fantastic. 
Let's yeah. play it. Everybody play it. <laughs> Everyone play it. Cool. Good pack. I like it. There's some good stuff in there. There is a lot of good stuff. Um, obviously, we haven't seen anything for Tyrell. Haven't seen anything for Lanny out of that. Um, they also they say at the top it will also by the looks of it it also going to conclu- include uh, Sir Roderick Cassell. So and Greg Clegane. Yep. Ooh. And a loyal Baratheon plot. Okay, so, that could be Knights of the Realm. Or something more to do with knights. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think a lot of the knights that were in Barrow will now be in Tyrell, won't they? Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, because a lot of them are only really considered Baratheon because of the Tyrell Renly thing, isn't it? Yep. Mm. So. Yeah, you're probably right there. Barrow could be losing its monopoly on knights then, couldn't they? It's sad. But accurate. Yeah. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, cards begin with HN, guys. Sweet. Peel, do you want to get, get us started? I'll go with a couple. Uh, mostly I've been looking at the host of Tully's at the moment, just uh, having a little them. And No, 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 hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> An instant snort of derision. Don't, don't snort me yet, Dave, because uh, I remember once building a start deck and uh, the host of Tully who is able to search the top five cards of your deck uh, for it House Tully like, cards. Sounds like Prize Toster to me. It does. Yeah, I, like, I made a I deck full them. of Prize Tullys once. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it didn't go too well, did it? Well, I, I didn't care. I took it to the driver, not the car tournament. So drive that. <laughs> prize Tully deck with no river run. See ya! <laughs> angry Dutchman moaning at me. Oh, he was so I was playing this deck and it had so much prize that it didn't even have River Run. I was like, oh, I've won with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I beat Lannister many things. Good time. And it had ice. Prized ice. It did. <laughs> oh, great times. So I, I, I immediately support Peel's decision. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My price tallies are the way forward. No, I had, a, I had a good look through H this week and I genuinely can't find anything I really love. Are you gonna say? Find... Are you gonna spoil my day by mentioning no, my no, no. card before? No, I'm just gonna say that I can find many things I hate. Uh, that's all I'm gonna sell on the situation. Okay. Just, I just, I think it's it's horrible. I mean, well, no, oh, such a horrible letter this week. I'm afraid, for me anyway. H is the best letter. Let's just get it out of the way. Go on, Dave. He calls it thinking. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and that's why I have instant hatred for H, because I've been harried the Riverlands, and he calls it thinking too many times in my life. We might as well throw Harrenhold in there and just make it a, a triumvirate of hate. Yep. <laughs> They're just... None of them I enjoy playing against, ever. And yeah. all three of them there. But I've got the flick down, the flick of the wrist. On a <laughs> yeah. cancel stuff. I'll uh, be... Is that a cancel? Uh, no, yes, it is. Is that a response? Yes, it's a response. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to put an end to this yep. response. The yeah. classic, he calls it thinking, give away, take away. <laughs> Terrible yeah. times. So, okay, well, my uh, favourite is uh, Hammerhorn Raiders. Yeah? Yep. That's not particularly shocking. Raise no. claim. Raise a claim, no attachments, big army, non-unique. Yep. Suits me. Get three of them in a deck. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. They're one of those cards that make people panic. Um, and I very honestly, I very rarely actually get to um, reap the benefits of, of them. Mm. Um, unless I'm already winning. Like, it's good post-Valor or when they've got no board state. I'm already winning. 
Um, they rarely sort of turn games for me. They really do just punch games into the ground. But they do cause people a lot, I've found, to over-defend because they're worried you're going to boost something afterwards. Which means um, you can always sneak through a cheeky power if you've got high claim, which I did love about them. Yeah, Sorry. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're multi-purpose as well. You, yeah. you distract them, don't you? It's like, aha, look at all this lovely claim I've got, like Victorian. Look, I'm going to kill three of your boys. Oh, I better block it with everyone. Ah, and I'll just steal the, your power and take three cards instead. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, giving Victorian an intrigue icon in a Maester's deck is um, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Hammerhorn Raiders are my favourite H. Uh, my least favourite is is Neutral Harrenhal. I fucking hate it. <laughs> um, but saying that, I do kind of love it because with Newly Made Lord as it is now, this, the aforementioned passive ability, it's a free two power, basically. My Newly Made Lord usually reads pay sort of free. Destroy um, location, claim two power. <laughs> we we were playing a game actually the other night, me and Dave, and that's how I won the game. Yeah, it was sad. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yeah. running it. I hate newly Har- made lord and get rid of Harrenhal, please. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like it either. Um, I probably won't play it again. I like the Stark Harrenhal though. Yeah, the Stark Harrenhal is good. You're always getting cards out of that. That's a good card advantage card for the Stark. Especially if the other player is playing neutral Harrenhal. Yeah, exactly. They cancel your triggered effect and you draw a card. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, shuts people up, doesn't it? And then you just murder them with something else. Yeah, the bastards. <laughs> um, so, yeah, any other sort of honourable mentions for H? It is uh, a little shit letter. Well, House of Dreams is one of the best agendas, I think. You know what? I didn't even think about House of Dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Uh, it just opens up so many decks. Yeah, it's a fantastic agenda and I can't uh, wait for them to reprint it. Yeah. I also like House Dane Reserves because they're like a poor man's Dark Star. They only, <laughs> yeah. It's only when they're discarded during uh, Intrigue Claim that they get put into play. But suddenly you've got a six, crest, a six strength Tricon Warcrest army. Um, which is really <laughs> funny. Yeah, that is funny actually when you think about it. You go, oh, and they think, oh god, it's Dark Star. No, no, it's bigger than Dark Star. <laughs> it's House Dane Reserves, six strengths, three icons. Yeah. And then you can put them. You can kneel them to defend something, and then put them back in your hand by kneeling an influence, and then get them discarded for claim again, and they come outstanding. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, if you can trigger that, then well done. Yeah, I, I've done it before, but once maybe. Uh, but I've got to say, my least favourite card, beginning with H, is his viper eyes. His vi- his shrimp eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Response after you lose a challenge in which at least one sand snake character participate, kneel an influence to look at an opponent's hand, discard an event card if able. So that's shit. You've got to lose a, ca- ca- a challenge, and you've got to have a sand snake participating, and you've got to kneel an influence, and then it might not even do anything. You might just look at their hand. Just play Ghost of High Heart. <laughs> which yeah, is just play any good. number of better cards. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> And it's so much text that you think it might be good. So you read it, you're drawn in, and it's just like, oh. And then you look at it and you think, this might be no use for grief. But it's not, because no use for grief is no use for grief. Which isn't a good card either, but at least it's a big, bold, flashy effect. It might as well be called no use for fucking anything. 